Welcome to Explore Newfoundland. Today we're going to talk about being between a rock and a hard place. Newfoundland, of course, being the hard place. And Roland Strickland knows all about the rocks. So here's my man. He's from western Newfoundland. He's a friend of mine, long-time geologist here in Newfoundland. And talk about blending uh, exploration, prospecting, and just generally adding some rock enthusiasm to your holidays. Well, today we're here with Roland Strickland, a friend of mine, and my solid source of information all about rocks. And uh, Roland, we're so happy to have you here because this gives us another, another uh, element to why people want to explore Newfoundland. So uh, say hello to the audience out here in the great big world. Hey, audience. There you go. So I want you to talk to me about, we've, we've had a bit of an experience, you and I, you came and we, we got to know each other and... I asked you about prospecting, and yeah, we grabbed a couple of pans. We went for a beautiful hike one day, and you taught me how to pan for gold. And uh, gold is always on everybody's mind. I mean, everybody wants to wants to find a bit of gold. Yeah, sure. And uh, here in Newfoundland, it's possible. We found all kinds of things. It was an incredible day, and it added a whole dynamic to a hike in the woods along a river stream, stopping and starting. So... Uh, how, how do we find gold in them there hills, Roland? Gold, as you all know, is a pretty unique, a pretty unique mineral. And it's even more unique those days because you all know anyone that follows the stock exchange knows that it's probably one of the highest times that gold has ever been. Beauty about coming to Newfoundland to explore for gold is that you can still walk streams and and take certain amount of materials and and pan them out yourself and you'd be very unlucky if you didn't find two or three pieces of gold. So there's all kinds of all kinds of places where you can go in Newfoundland and have a wonderful holiday and plus who knows, a few pieces of gold. Yeah. Now Roland, we need to get you get down to some foundational elements here now. You when you say that I know that. That's credible. Now, what's your background? Like, how do you know that? Like, where do you, what, how do you get to the place you are right now? Well, I'm a consultant geologist, and I have been for quite a few years. Quite a few years, actually. I reside in Stephenville, Newfoundland, and I did all my schooling at Memorial University. And I've been a consultant geologist uh, for some 40 years. And, and you were a teacher as well for quite a long time. I was. I was a teacher uh, in the day schools taught geology, but more importantly, I was uh, teaching at the College of the North Atlantic for 18 years, where we, I, I developed the mineral technology program, and the mineral technology program was solely for doing exploration and obviously leading into the mining. And so I have graduates that are all over Canada that work in both exploration and the mining industry, and it all stimulated from an interest from the geology of Newfoundland. And well, like all this place, the rock. We do. So pretty clearly, we've we got do. some rocks. Why don't we you do. tell us about the variety of things that we can well, find here in Newfoundland as a geologist? Yeah, we're very, we're very we've, I don't know if anyone has ever sort of Googled why Newfoundland is so interesting in terms of rocks. Because like, we, we really got a, what we call a threefold symmetry. We have like the the Umber Zone, the Central Mobile Belt, and the Avalon Zone, and in the in the uh, 
in Western Newfoundland, we're primarily concerned with carbonates, but we also, and in the Central Mobile Belt, we have gold, lots of gold and base metals, as you probably know that Buckins was one of the richest, massive sulfide deposits of the world. And then on the wit and on the and the eastern Canada and, and the Avalon Peninsula, we have some one of the some of the oldest fossils in the world. So, so there's the, so much to see. That's where the geoparks are starting to absolutely get developed. We have one out yeah. east, and we have one just down here in um, yeah, we do in uh, Western Newfoundland yeah, as well exactly, being developed yeah. right now. So. Yeah, well, I, I think one of our main main attractions of Newfoundland is the Gross Morn, and the Gross Morn is so. It's one of my favorite spots of the world. And I've traveled not extensively all over the world, but fair. And, uh, but the Gross Morn is, a, is you must see if you come to Newfoundland. And there's so much to know, to, so much to see about the geology. And we have very, very expert people now that work in Gross Morn. And uh, you'd be thrilled to see some of the variety of rocks that we have there. Well, I'm going to throw out some big words, which I very rarely, I barely understand, but it's all about this platonics, isn't it? Where you <laughs> have the rising up of the tablelands. Yeah. Am yeah. I right or wrong, or am I just yeah. throwing around words to make myself sound important? No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all, because like the unique, as, uh, if you Google again, you'll see UNESCO site. So there's yeah. very few UNESCO sites in the world, but we have one in Gross Morn, and it's, uh, it's a unique in the... Uh, in the tablelands, we have we have a section of rock called the Mo'o, where you can put your foot on the mantle and the crust. And very few places of the world you can do that. In fact, there's only five. And in Trout River, you can walk and you can do that. So it's a it's very very unique. It's called an ovulitic suite. And if you go go to Gross Morn and you go to Rocky Harbor where the visitor center is. It'll explain all that in kind of layman's terms. Yeah. Visually, it's striking. What makes it so interesting visually? What, what, what is the well, coloration all about? The, vi the visualness is that it's like moon rock. It's a peridotite, it's a brown rock where high in magnesium, very few things grow, but some unique uh, fauna and flora. But the flora is really unique. Some of the flowers that you find in the uh, in the tablelands, the peridotites, the brown peridotites, high in magnesium, is so unique. So people spend like days just walking, walking the hills. Well, the reflection of the sunlight on that uh, that yeah. rock in the middle of the summer is yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, There's is. nothing like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it is, and and then of course you know like if you go to uh, on the other side where you go into the uh, uh, Western Brook Pond. Western Brook Pond is a humongous fjord that was scooped out by the glaciers, and there's so so many unique things to see there as well. And so, yeah, like I, I don't want to spend too much time, like Giant, to give you the impression that you know that's all to see in Newfoundland because, like, the Bayvert Peninsula oh, is man. that's where the mining really started in Newfoundland. Yeah, you know, I mean, this was the gold, and there's. There's still very active gold mines that are going on right now, so that's what I would recommend. If you want to come to Newfoundland and spend eight to ten days, spend at least two days on the Bayvert Peninsula, 
just hiking the streams with your gold path. Absolutely. I, I've always been a big proponent for uh, exploration of, uh, of Green Bay, White Bay, Notre Dame Bay in general, yeah. which would include uh, Bayvert, Round Harbor, Lassie, oh, yeah. Triton. <laughs> These are places that are undiscovered in Newfoundland, really. Yeah, uh, From yeah. the, the heart of this, this province is, oh, yeah. is really still, still exists down in those, those yeah. regions of the province. But now that I th I'm, I'm realizing that uh, hiking the hills of the Bayvert Peninsula with a pan on my back might actually bring me in some gold. I, oh, I'm, I'm, real, I'm real. encouraged to go back yeah. there. Well, <laughs> again, before you come to Newfoundland, just go on and do a Google for Amazon and you'll find those little sluices that you can buy those days for gold. For gold rather than gold panning, the sluices are far more effective in terms of, and. And they're very, very easy to get to learn how to use and uh, and far more effective. I mean, uh, gold panning, there's nothing wrong with gold panning, but there's a real art to it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the sluices is probably, I'm, get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lazy as I get older, so uh, I, I'd rather the sluice those days. And you could purchase them for like $129. But now, Roland, we got to figure out. Because you and I have a history of kayaking together as well. We do, right? we do. Big and time. that's where we really came together. That's right. And uh, I'm not sure where I'm going to be able to strap that sluice on my kayak. <laughs> well, yeah, they're small, though. Yeah, but if I took my sea kayak down along the coast, Bayvert Peninsula, yeah. and I left from uh, Shamna Jundra's place down yeah. there in Burlington, and yeah. I, I scooted out towards the Indian burial grounds yeah. and on up through. Yeah. There's a number of streams that I've paddled oh, by. Oh, yeah. And I haven't panned any of them yet, so I'm drooling yeah. thinking... Oh, yeah. What have I been doing all these years? Oh, I could add a whole new element to yeah, my yeah. exploration of this island. Oh, no question. No question about it. Uh, exploring, exploring for gold, not only gold, but other base metals as well. But you'd, you'd have a really good holiday, plus a bonus for gold. Because like I said in the beginning, gold is so, uh, so high priced those days. And from all indications are that it'll stay much higher probably even go higher than it is today like i think today is like something like twenty twenty hundred dollars per ounce canadian so you know you don't have to find too many ounces to pay for your trip well it's a win-win anyway isn't it you're kayaking in, in the north atlantic yep. your whales and icebergs on one side yeah that's right and as we hear now there might be some gold on the yeah, other side right. yeah. so i mean yeah. you're win, yeah. win 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 oh totally totally yeah. totally and and for anyone who's never done any prospecting, uh, I, I would keep it very, very simple. Like I have some simple things that I use and what I tell people that, are, that know very little about, about doing or have done anything about rocks. Um, when, when you're out there, uh, take a hammer and believe it or not, there's been more mines found by people banging on rocks than people like myself, a geologist. Because, because you you bang on a fancy rock, and you see some bright bright stone in it, and then and then you say, well, could that be gold? Or often it's like fool's gold, pyrite. And I always say there's a very very simple test. You know, you always got to have a pocket knife with you and a copper penny and a piece of glass and 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 if if you think that you have gold, take a little bit and put on your thumb and take your pocket knife out and see if you can, and then you bear down on your fingernail uh, with the knife. And if the, the bright mineral 
that you think the bright brassy mineral or gold like me seems like you think it's gold if it if it flattens out then you have a piece of gold okay but if it goes to like powder then you have what's known as fool's gold okay. all right so don't so, be fooled Roland. But don't <laughs> We're no fools. Here, <laughs> we're no fools. We're no fools. Right. Well, simple. there's a simple way of, uh, you know, you don't have to have sophisticated equipment. Like, you know, you don't no. have to have a lot of geophysical equipment. Or, you know, it's simple, little simple things that I just said, right? Yeah. Well, when we were out, I remembered you were you were pointing out some of the some of the rusty yeah. sha shadows and r rusty tones in the rock, and right. we would stop and pan those areas yes, and have a right. good look. Yeah. And when we broke open a rock, I was fascinated to see yeah. just how much stuff I hadn't really paid attention to. Before. Well, that's right, and it's usually and it's, it's a good point, Joel, because uh, the thing that you always look for is what we call great big rust zones. And they don't have to be great big, but they have to be rust zones. And the more intense they are in rusting, in geology we call it Gaussian, big Gaussian zones. Mm -hmm. But they're really big rust zones because you got you got sulfides that are that are uh, that are uh, oxidizing, and when they oxidize, you get this rust, this rust, and it's the rust that draws you to the fact that there are sulfides there, like copper, zinc, uh, silver, and and of course you hope there's some gold associated with it. And so that's a drawing card, the, the, the big, heavy, and the more heavy the Gaussian zones, the more likely you are to find more sulfides, more likely you are to find more gold. Some of these things have been some of these finds or mineral finds in Newfoundland have been found from the sky, haven't they? Oh, for sure. Either by satellites or by helicopters. Oh, for sure. Like uh, I think Chris Vabinski's find in Labrador well, was, was the Gossin, right? Yeah, the big Gossin and nickel, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. So it's uh, like and uh, Hopebrook, I think, as well was uh, yeah. one that was. What was Hopebrook? Was it a gold mine? Hopebrook was a gold mine. Yeah, Hopebrook was a gold. Yeah. And then now in Snooks Arm, there's a small gold mine now. Yeah, that's it's still right. in production, yeah. right? Yeah, and don't forget too, Joel. Uh, don't forget the quartz veins. The quartz veins are, are a drawing card as well, that if you're in an area like in a stream and you see up the side of a cliff and there's all kinds of white quartz, uh, glassy quartz in particular, that do have a look at the glassy quartz, like bang on a few rocks because like even as I speak today, some of the, the big finds that have been found out in central Newfoundland out in the Appleton area near Gander, that uh, it's all in big quartz veins, and uh, yeah, they have some on some really great values for gold, yeah. right in quartz veins. But uh, yeah, the, the rust veins, the big gossip zones, and the quartz veins are the things to look for. And so you're you're out strolling like you and I were that day. Like we, well, Joe Joe started out because he had done geology 100 in university. I think by the end of the day, he was uh, almost a graduate student. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a pocket knife. We had a pan, of course. Mm. We had a pocket knife. Yep. We had a magnifying glass. Quite a good magnifying glass. You need yep. that. Yep. And, uh, and and we had a good set of, uh, of eyes for right. Gossin and Quartz is what That's we were right. looking for. And it, was, yeah. and it was a beautiful day. It was. It was. And believe it or not, we got our... Uh, our pans from uh, Canadian Tire screens, remember? Yeah, yeah we Little just screens that we have, so you don't have to pay your arm and leg no. for doing those things. And no. uh, it gets you interested. And, uh, 
you know, it's always other people. If you're not sure what you have, you know, take pictures. It always takes lots of pictures. And uh, if you're not sure, like, and, and, and if you're in a remote area, I'd highly recommend a GPS location. Yeah, you were pretty fussy about making sure you wrote down some of the things that we were finding when oh, we were finding them. Because you always. said you'll never come back. You'll never get back. Here. I always, always make notes because in my lifetime as a geologist, because all geologists, and when people know that, they often say, Roland, I found this really, really good zone, this really good rust zone. And I, and I said, did you bring out any rocks? Yes, I brought some. And they sh they'll show me, and I say, well, maybe we should go back and take a more in-depth look. And we go back, and they we hunt around where they think they found it. And they say, boy, he said, been here, you know, five or six years since I've been back here. So I highly recommend that if you got a little GPS, and on your phones those days, you can you can you can locate with your GPS, uh, lo locate Just the, put an app on, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? And so so, but a little GPS those days are not that expensive, and I highly recommend that you that you GPS the the site so you can go back to it. Yeah, whether it's one year, three years, five years. Yeah. And, and as you say, it's everywhere. And we're so remotely, we're, we're so remote. We are. The population is so sparsely. Right. There, there's exactly. so much here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we explored that whole day in a little stream yeah. that was probably never touched. Absolutely, yeah. Never yeah. touched. Well, we're the last frontier of uh, North America, Joe. I mean, we're, we're probably more remote than the Yukon. And we're probably more remote than Alaska. So we're, we are the last frontier of North America, half a million people. And uh, geographically, our coastline is one of the largest, I suppose, in, uh, in Canada, for sure. 17,000 kilometers of coastline. Exactly. Yeah, right? you know, so, so like, even if you never, only never find a piece of gold and you expose yourself to the coastline with uh, kayaking, that's well worth it. Oh, yeah. That's well either, worth either it. Either in, in hiking boots. Absolutely. In a kayak, Absolutely. in a motorboat, sailboat, it yeah. doesn't make any difference, does it? That's right. It's all the same. It and, is. Uh, it and is. It, those educated eyes, Absolutely. they change the yeah. way you look at every inch of coastline. Yeah. yeah. Joe alluded to a few uh, minutes ago that we, we've been uh, friends for many years because he's, Joe introduced me to a Nigel Denick's kayak, beautiful uh, fiberglass kayak. And, and I must say, in all my, my exploring, along coastlines in various modes, like in power boats and different things, canoes and things like that. The most relaxing for me, and more, I see more, I take more notes with my kayak. When I'm in a kayak, I can paddle slowly, I can back away, I can look at the cliffs and uh, take pictures and then come back to it later. It's, it's relaxing, plus it could be rewarding. Absolutely. And it fits well within my philosophy about a lot of the things we've done over the years in tourism. At one time, you know, we're, 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 we're gentlemen of, of later years, I would assume. Eh? Oh, for sure. We're not 17 anymore. Hey. But, you know, the old 17 adage where, the, you know, the bulls rush in and they miss, That's right. they miss what's going on around them. Yeah. I mean, now I like to put my paddle in the water and see the phosphorescence in the evening. Exactly. I like to see the, you know, the coloration of the waves. Absolutely. And now you've opened a whole new door, yeah. a whole new door yeah. to the geology of this province. That's I can't, right. I yeah. can't look at a, 
eagle on a cliff anymore yep. without looking at what he's standing on. Standing on. Is, is it a rust sole or what? <laughs> <laughs> or does he, is he holding up a piece of uh, gold? That's right. Waving yeah. it at me. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I see a right. whale's tail alongside yeah, a cliff right, exactly. and I'm looking behind yeah, it for sure. to see if there's some quartz. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we, we have some of the most unique geology. Uh, you, anyone who's pay, it pays, like I, I used to teach an elder ossal course and it was like, from people that came from all over the world. And they were fascinated by the Newfoundland geology that we had. And, uh, but probably one of the biggest things they were fascinated with was the fact that I could take them out for a full day and not see another single creature, not see another, another person. And that's the uniqueness that we have in Newfoundland. We had, we had that solitude, half a million people, and you go up those streams or you travel the beaches and it's complete solitude it's complete well i mean it's it's a it's definitely a positive element of this province i can oh, tell you right oh, now sure. uh, when you when you embrace that that isolation that's right not you know, today in today's world the world isolation that's is right. just such a yeah. such a, a burden on us all yeah yeah but yet here you're embraced by the province. You're embraced by the sea. You're embraced by the scenery, and uh, and I just think this is a whole new element for tourists. What a great thing to do as a family. Absolutely. I mean, you and I had a great day. Oh my goodness. Imagine if you had your your, your grandkids or your kids. Absolutely. What a wonderful thing to do. That's right. And a kid is uh, my kids when they were little. We used to take a a pie tin and go yep. off and pan for gold. We didn't know what we were doing, by the way, Roland. It's okay. So, it's well, okay. we might have threw away a lot of gold, well, It might know, not be okay at all. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the little simple test with, uh, on your fingernail uh, with a knife would have done the trick. Well, <laughs> I suppose by the, when it really comes down to it, though, I might have thrown away a lot of gold. You could have. But I couldn't have lived any better. No, absolutely not. That's <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I've stayed, like, in Newfoundland for over 40 years and made a good living as a consultant geologist, no yeah. question about it. Yeah. I've been, I've had a varied career and it's all been associated with geology. Well, you've been involved in a lot of projects in this province. I mean, you, you, yeah. you've been, you know, yeah. you've, been, you've been around rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I mean, the oil industry is very exciting here on the West Coast. It's very exciting on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's so many other things. Industrial minerals are very big in Newfoundland. On the west coast, and uh, well, yeah. the Humber, the Humber Basin, and this this Humber Valley region, yeah, kicks off to Stephenville with all its the gravels mm. are well known for their fossils. That's right. You know, Big that's time. that's one location. That's and right. What what's what's significant about those gravels forty five minutes away from where we're sitting right now? The gravels in Port-a-Port. In Port-a-Port, yeah. gravels in Port-a-Port. It's an Ordovician platform, and in the there you find brachiopods. And the brachiopods is a, like a prison, like our present day clams, a little clam, but it's now it's all being uh, fossilized, and uh, the inside is uh, crystalline, is crystalline calcite, and and that's so unique. And the other uniqueness about you, not very far away from the uh, from the gravels, you have an Aguathuna quarry, and in the Aguathuna quarry, there's dolomites and limestones there that was used in the steel industry. Travel a, a two or three more in a, in a kayak. You travel along Shoal Point and you'll be lucky enough to see the live oil seeping out of the ground in Shoal Point, live oil. 
and associated with the low live oil is those little crustaceans they're swimming around where the live oil is bubbling out of the ground they learn to adapt and that's very unique when i take people out to show them the live oil seeping along the faults and they see those little crustaceans just just moving through the salt water and riddled with petroleum because you can see the petroleum as uh, film mm -hmm. they're fascinated they're fascinated with how how, how uh, the environment has learned the creatures in the environment have learned to be so adaptable wow it is it is yeah. it is fascinating and and down in the south coast we're actually fairly close to the south coast of newfoundland which would be down near the hopebrook mine Yes. I hope with gold mines down yeah, there. You drive right. down towards Burgio, it's just to your right. Yes. You know, it's in over the country a bit, but yeah, but Bur you can access Burgio, the coastal boats. Yes. You can go from oh, yeah. out to Ramia. That's you can right. go to uh, well Petites used to be there. Yeah. And it's a closed community now. And uh I, I think that coastline is that coastline is so beautiful and it's so unexplored because you got those huge granite sheer cliffs. Mm -hmm. You swear you were in Norway. I mean, they're just awesome. They're 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 huge granite bowl, uh, granite uh, faces, and the big fjords associated with them. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's and it's so peaceful and so uninhabited. And there's so many archaeological treasures down there oh, too. Sure. I mean, I found shirt, you know, oh, on yeah. the beaches, oh, and, sure. which is uh, yeah. the, re the remnants of when uh, oh, yeah. the maritime archaic were making oh, their arrows yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Untouched, untouched, untouched. Yeah, well, I have a friend in, in Port of Port that's teaching me now how to make arrowheads, and he, in fact, we go out on the Port of Port Peninsula and to find shirt. And where you, you know, almost invariably, where you find the church, you will find the arrowhead yeah. from 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 the uh, the the early uh, the early archaics, right? And the church's not not from here. It's from where? Where's the church from? The church, no church is uh, naturally occurring on the port of port. Oh, it's naturally. Yeah, it naturally occurs okay. in the carbonates and uh, and in, and the same and the same all throughout all throughout the. Uh, Western Newfoundland, you do find chert beds. Okay. And where you find those chert beds, uh, my friend Ben, who's teaching me how to uh, to make the arrowheads, he says uh, you'll find the original, and I have some original uh, arrowheads that were made by probably Beothics. Wow. I would think it's Ben thinks it's Beothics anyway. Wow, very exciting. And so uh, yeah. So, so it goes it goes beyond just uh, natural stones. Oh, sure. There's other. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of rocks on the rock. Oh, oh! <laughs> I mean, you you'll never be bored. No, you'll, you'll never, never be, be bored. bored. I'll never be bored. It's just that do you have enough time allocated to to because uh, you, you certainly won't see it all. We won't see it all. You wouldn't see it all not in a month. No, not if you're excited about about uh, the different formations. Well, and right here in uh, in the Cornerbrook area the, of the Humber Valley, yeah. we have the Cornerbrook Caves. Yes. Which is you know Pretty, noteworthy for their dolomite absolutely and the, yeah and they're really Pretty spectacular actually spectacular oh they are and absolutely. then Cox's Cove out there yes uh, we do yeah go out with Darren Park out there and yeah. you can have a wonderful trip out there looking at the yeah they've got a lot of quartz out there like falling well, off yeah. the cliffs yeah well and again if you go down to Lark Harbor uh, there's early mining there for for uh, copper. You can walk up the Copper Copperhead Mine. Copper Mine Brook. Copper yeah. Mine Copper Brook. Brook Trail. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's right. again, uh, you have some pretty interesting geology out there as well. And uh, yeah, and, and you get a good hike. 
you know, walking up to uh, Copper Mine Brook. So a flight into Deer Lake, and we've just mapped out, what, six months of um, itinerary? <laughs> At least. <laughs> well, I mean, what's, what's six months when you think about making yourself a rich man? Yeah, exactly. By finding a bit absolutely, of gold. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? And, and, and no one with a gun watching you. No. <laughs> as, you as you walk up the streams, there's not, no one no mm. with a gun sort of like, well, what's he doing over here? Well, I think even in uh, in curling down there, there was some, some gold staking yes. or... Yeah. What do they call it when their prospectors think there might be some gold? They they stake a claim, isn't it? Yes, right. Exactly. And how does it work? Yeah. Well, the, the procedure is that you, you the Newfoundland government has has got the old island uh, mapped out so that you could go online and see if, in a given area where you are mm -hmm. and see if there's any see if there's staking done and the. And if there's no staking and you find something that's really interesting, you can do what's called map stake. In other words, you can map stake from your computer. Mm -hmm. and, and one claim is one kilometer by one kilometer. Okay. So you can, you can do that. You can stake one claim or however many you feel that you, you, uh, you want to take in in terms of what you've seen and what have interests you and you know for a fact because... What I would recommend is that you take, in the beginning, you take a few samples, you send them off to our lab. We have a lab, a very reputable lab in Springdale, Newfoundland. It's called Eastern Analytical. You send those samples off to that lab and they will analyze them for gold and a whole series of other minerals that may be associated with gold. So if you get the samples back and you get like really interesting gold values, then I'd recommend then you'd either like stake a claim that I just said, uh, uh, 500 meter by 500 meter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, then you, you are then legally able to do work on that land. It's fascinating. Um, how claims in the past have resurfaced. Remember last summer we had the lady came and I referred her to you. That's right. And in her family history, that's right. She was a uh, the the daughter of an American uh, Navy um, Air Force. Yeah. And for, uh, that's right. Met, met his her mother in Stephenville. That's right. And uh, ended up repatriating herself down to the states. Yeah. That's right. And in her family archives and in her family resources, yes. When her parents had died, she'd found this uh, this gold claim. That's right. And she flew all the way up here, and she. Yeah. We wanted to reestablish this, and it was right in the middle of the town of Curling. That's right, exactly. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, and, and that did so this happen. this has been going you on see, a long time. Uh, oh, for sure. It has been going a long time because, like, we were, uh, we were a British colony. We were, we were, we were part of the, uh, and, and so in, in those days, you could be granted, you could be granted a deed where you would own not only the land, the surface rights, but you could own the mineral rights and you could own so many meters above the ground in terms of the air. So you'd own the wow. so many meters above the ground, the surface rights, all the river, the water rights, and the mineral rights. And you could retain those. You remember the reed lots. Okay, no, I don't. The reed, the, the reed lots that were given or when Reed put the railway across Newfoundland. Okay. okay. And, and you were able to retain those Reed lots. The telegraph lots, the same thing. The telegraph lots are still 
they're still in law. They're still they're still they own all the title. Whereas today, whereas today we know that uh, when you stake a claim, you only have uh, the mineral rights. Okay. You don't own any of the surface rights or anything like that. But we're, I think we're getting too technical here now. We were supposed to be but, having fun. But it's kind of fun to think that you can actually come and, yes. and, and get involved. And, yeah. and you have a right to be there. And Absolutely. you have a right to do whatever. And Absolutely. And there are several. There in uh, Donald across Newfoundland, there are several, several uh, blocks of land that were deeded. There were deeded blocks of land that still retain the title 2020, November 2020. Okay. And, they, and that's what that lady... She held that uh, her family had that block of land, mm-hmm. and it's still it's on the on in, in with the uh, with the government with the mines branch of government. Mm-hmm. It's still an authentic piece of ground. See, so many places in the world, so many jurisdictions in the world yeah. have all this limitations on access. Yeah, and we, and we don't live like that here. Yeah. And I find that when we're dealing with the travelers mm. who are coming to Newfoundland, yeah. They immediately assume that everything they're looking at is, is has limited access rights. That's right. I mean, if you're if you if you look at the you know the game warden show on TV exactly. now, and the guys are hunting, they're saying, "Well, you can't be this far from this house, and you can't be this." Yes. And we all respect safety. That's Absolutely. not what I'm trying to say. But, Absolutely. But you need permission to go on land. Sure. And here, it's public domain. Absolutely. I mean, most of the land in Newfoundland is uh, crown land. And the crown and the crown lands uh, are not being supervised in terms of of uh, rolling walking up a stream in central Newfoundland or rolling walking up a stream in the in uh, western Newfoundland. I don't have to get permission to do that. So it's a little like the uh, what people perceive of Alaska or the yes. Great Frontiers. Yes. And, and Labrador is the same. Labrador yes, is not course. very far from us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most people don't realize that a flight into Deer Lake is yeah. a yes. is, is a three and a half hour drive. That's right. From the ferry to Labrador. Yes, that's right. Exactly. It's nowhere. And, and the beauty about up there is that it's that's really unexplored. Like if if you go on and Google sapphires in Labrador. You'd be fascinated to know that there are people that are getting pulling sapphires out of Labrador as I speak. Really? As I speak. Sapphires. Sapphires. Big so, ones or? Well, they're, they're worthy. <laughs> <laughs> they're noteworthy. Yet. <laughs> they're, worth, wow. they're worth taking notes for. <laughs> Absolutely. And 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 are they remote? Are they? Yeah. Well, well, now that Labrador is becoming more and more accessible in terms of road development, because there's it's a road along the roads. Right, it's it's a, right it, along like, through. There's nobody going. It's that's a, right. And if if you look at a uh, a claims map of Labrador <laughs> right now, you will see that all the area around the roads that have just been uh, just been uh, put oh, in, opened up. Yeah. That you'll see there. Most of them are all the land estate. So there are people doing some interesting staking those days for different for different things. Well, because it's a whole new frontier, well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the uh, the big thing is the rare earths, the rare earths, the what rare earths, the rare earths like atrium and yttrium and those rare earths that are used for like specialty uh, types of alloys for uh, like uh, going into space, the metals that are going into space and things like that. Oh, okay. So there's a, a lot of that going on as well in Labrador, sapphires. And rare earths. Well, so, see, I'm a layman. I'm excited, can it be? I'm, I'm a layman. I, I don't know much about a, a rare earths, but when you say sapphires, diamonds, and gold, and all rubies. these things, rubies. rubies. That's right. And there's yeah. rubies in Labrador? Rubies, absolutely. 
Really? So in garnets, of course. And garnets. Garnets, uh, yeah. Wow. Paid, yeah. We have garnets in Newfoundland as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, in central Newfoundland is and like Buckins. I mean, I I highly recommend if you're really interested in rocks coming to Newfoundland, you're interested in minerals, that you make a trip to Buckins. Buckins is a must. One of the richest massive sulfide deposits in the world. There's textbooks written on mineral processing. On mineral processing, that's where the text, that's where the technology was developed in Buckins, Newfoundland, in the early. 1900s. Well, see, I know Buckins as a pretty small little town, yeah. mining town, actually. Looks yeah. and feels like a mining town. With great trouting, by the way. Mm. Great local streams and ponds perfect. and so on, and, and an easy place to set up at camp, oh, right? perfect. Not many places to stay in Buckins, and I no. apologize if I don't remember. Yeah, there's there a couple of B&Bs, and then there's, uh, there's a, a couple of parks on your way from Buckins Junction to Buckins. Okay. So like if you're uh, if you're a venture sir with a ca uh, with camps you could do so. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you want to get a you want to get a shower uh, every second or third night there's uh, B&Bs. <laughs> well there's always a stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and soap. There's always a stream and our rivers yeah, and this our stream. rivers and ponds are crystal clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crystal yeah, clear. Bar soap goes waters. <laughs> But I think we've just mapped out, like I said, six months of traveling throughout Newfoundland and Labrador, all starting and uh, and finishing from the, the nucleus, which is the Deer Lake Airport. That's right. So if anybody's flying in here, yeah. I mean, we're sitting here 20 minutes away from the airport. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, from here, you can well head off in any any number of directions. Yeah, just just from this location, Marble Mountain Resort. I mean, I've spent I've spent a lot of time here doing the work that I do, and I do some pretty serious geology some very serious consulting geology that pays well for Roland. But the location is awesome, as Joe explained. You can do all kinds of, uh, of uh, exploring in this area, exploring within, within half hour. You can be on streams that are, would probably produce gold for you. Because we're, we're in the old long range mountains, the Appalachian Mountains, and uh, in the Appalachian Mountains that spreads all the way from Georgia all the way to Scotland, there's there's inevitable all kinds of mines, gold mines that have been found over the years. So it's not it's not a mystery that there's gold in then there are hills <laughs> around Marble Resort. And there used to be there's a lot of gold down in the Bay Verde area that's no longer being uh, being mined. But now, because of the price of gold, oh, yeah. they should be revisited a little bit, at well, least by yeah. some casual prospectors like Absolutely. us. Yeah, yeah. Well, invariably, when I, I, I was teaching the mineral technology to the College of the North Atlantic, we would go down every single uh, spring, and we'd have about 12, 14 people. And uh, invariably, five or six people would come back with, uh, with gold. Always, really, always, yeah. We take them to the streams that we knew there was gold, of course, mm -hmm. and invariably that uh, five or six people would would uh, pan, pan, uh, pan enough gold to make it pretty interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That's it fascinating. Is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and it's it really is what Explore Newfoundland podcast is all about. Yes, it's about letting people know, hey, you know, it's here. Absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, it's not about uh, anything more than opening a door. Yes, and and and, and, and and relax. 
relax while you're doing it because I think uh, that's one of the th unique things we have in Newfoundland. Like we're we are a friendly group of people, and uh, like having spent a lifetime uh, in 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 around rural Newfoundland, uh, it's always someone to help you. Yeah. Always, always someone to give you some advice. Always someone to say, so what are you doing here? How can I help you? And so if you say to uh, come across a rolling on the street, and you say, hey, look, I'm a bit of a rock hound. Yes. And I'm here just looking around for a bit of gold. Yes. You think uh, people might be able to point you in the right direction? Well, they'd probably laugh at you and say, <laughs> uh, point you off to where, <laughs> not necessarily where they're finding their gold. <laughs> <laughs> but they point you to a street where you, who knows? Because keep in mind, always keep in mind, gold is where you find it. There you go. Gold is where you find it. Well, Roland, you know, we've spent our life here in Newfoundland. Yeah. And this is where you'll find us. That's right. So come join the lifestyle of Newfoundland. Absolutely. Come explore Newfoundland. And if you have any questions and you want to link up with Roland in the future or just find out a little bit, just check out, uh, just drop me an email at joe at explorenewfoundland.com. Thank you, Roland. It's been a great, uh, a great opportunity to talk. Indeed. Indeed. Always a pleasure, Joe. We always have lots of fun. And uh, who knows? We've probably got gold in the back of our pockets. We're going to check it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one.